Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Hey, welcome to our friends joining us online this morning. Glad to have you with us. And uh, this is, uh, we're in this series, we're looking at the books of Luke and Acts, New Testament books written by the same author. So each week we're going to give you a little little uh, teaser video about a kind of a section of the book, and then I'm just going to share a few thoughts. So today we're going to be in Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, and we're talking about temptations. And um, I'm just going to share a few minutes on this, and then I've got a guest who's going to kind of um, give us a bit of an amazing testimony of what, what God's doing in another part of the world. Luke chapter 4, picking up at verse 1. It says this, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River where he had just been baptized. And he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. And Jesus ate nothing at all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. And Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil, verse 9, took him up to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple. And he said, if you're the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you. And they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. And when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. We thank the Lord for his word this morning. Powerful episode in the life of Jesus. The fact that Jesus could actually be tempted tells you he was fully man. This reflects the humanity of Jesus. Um, But these are not the only temptations that he would have faced. Luke chapter, I mean, Hebrews chapter four, verse 15 says, this same high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all the same testings as, as us that we do. Yet he was without sin. Jesus was perfectly sinless. The devil wants you to distrust God's word. His very first recorded words in the Bible are, did God really say? He wants to introduce doubt to you here it's well if you are the son of god then do this jesus knew he was the son of god and jesus grasped his identity and gave him the confidence to respond to each of those temptations with god's word with scripture and to know and believe who you are in christ is essential in resisting the devil so these three temptations are symbolic and i just want to talk briefly about these uh and and they are all about our pride. Our pride says, pride says, I can do this myself. I can handle this on my own. Uh, no one can tell me what to do. That's, that's pride speaking on our life. It's rebellion against God. It's my ego rising up 
um, against God to be my own Lord. But the devil knew that if he could just get Jesus to crumble on even one of these, he would effectively wipe out the mission of Jesus and uh, the redemption of humankind would be impossible. And so we're going to talk about these three. The first temptation there is the turning stones to bread. I call this the temptation of pleasure. Temptation of pleasure. The temptation obviously appealed to Jesus. We know he was, verse 2 says he was very hungry, right? And yet Jesus could say, my life is not satisfied with food, with bread alone. Now, is it a sin? If you had the ability to turn a stone into a loaf of bread, would it be a sin to do that? I don't think so. But what's a sin is to say, I am my own provider. I can take care of myself. Because again, we're denying that God is the one who provides for us. So it's a temptation of self-reliance and of, of pleasure to feel good or to avoid pain or to make life easy. Um, you know, it could be very good things, perfectly okay things like, you know, food and going to see a movie and watching sports and, and uh, you know, going to work or shopping. But when we use those things as an escape or when we use those things to sort of hide from, from God or avoid what God wants to do in our life, um, it's a it's a pleasure fix. Sometimes it's sometimes it's unhealthy things. Could be an addiction, could be alcohol, pornography, or some other quick fix. And the temptation says, "Ah, oh, you you know, you won't hurt anybody." But then the follow up is always shame and and uh, regret and brokenness. So the bottom line is, Jesus wants to meet your needs and will meet your needs. God is the one who supplies for us. And the Apostle Paul told that to the Philippians. Chapter 4, 19 of, of Philippians. He says this, And this same God who takes care of me, that's Paul speaking, will supply all your needs from His glorious riches. Later in His ministry, Jesus would do much more than turn stones into bread. Right? He would create bread out of nothing. He would feed thousands not just feeding himself selfishly, but feeding thousands of others. And the devil wants you to settle for a cheap imitation of what God wants to do in your life. And there's a true pleasure that comes from knowing God and doing his will. Because Jesus said that too. In John chapter 4, Jesus would say, My nourishment comes from doing the will of my Father and from finishing his work. It actually filled Jesus up to do what God had called him to do. It's more satisfying than the best meal you could ever make. So the challenge on this, of course, is to to ask the question, like, will I trust God to satisfy me or will I give in the temptation to satisfy myself? It takes humility to trust God instead of, you know, the pride that comes from trusting in ourselves. It's the temptation of pleasure. Second temptation is the temptation of power, worshiping the devil. This really represents, you know, you, you know, none of us would say, oh, I'm tempted to bow down and worship the devil. But there's so many things that we're tempted to give our lives to that are a, a cheap substitute for what God has for us. Um, it's the temptation to control, to have power. No one wants to feel powerless. And, and, and so we want to kind of manage our world. Um, Jesus will rule all nations, but in the ordained time. See, three years later, after the, after the, suffering of the cross and the triumph of the resurrection, Jesus would declare all authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Right? Philippians chapter 2, again, the Apostle Paul says uh, that Jesus suffered on the cross so that ultimately and eventually every knee would bow in heaven 
and on earth and under the earth and declare that Jesus is Lord. That day was coming. So Jesus knew that and the devil gives him this great offer. You can have all the power, all the authority without suffering, without going through the hard stuff. Had to have been tempting. But he already had a promise from the Father. You saw the reference to Psalm 2 in that little video we watched. A psalm about the Messiah. And God had said there too, only ask and I will give you the nations. That's God speaking to Jesus in that psalm. All power is coming to him as a gift. So God says, wait. While the devil says, now. He demands it. God gives, the devil grabs. He seduces us with his you know, his promises that just bow down and you'll have all the power you need. Now, you might think, I don't really struggle for power. That's not an issue in my life. I think we all do, if we're honest, at some point, in some ways. You think about the mom who, or dad, who yells at, you know, their kids, you know, because they're feeling powerless and out of control and try to exert some control and management in the home. Uh, we've all been there as parents, those of us who've, who've had kids. Or the shopaholic who uses retail therapy to kind of feel powerful and in control of their life, right? Adolescents who are struggling with fear and anxiety create an online world that they can control and manage and, and feel powerful and, and, and handle that. What do you do when you feel out of control? Crank up the tunes, yell, scream, throw a tantrum, go silent, spend money, right? Visit visit forbidden websites. We we all have some of these struggles. It's this temptation to feel powerful and in control. And Jesus has the right response. He says, worship the Lord and serve him only. It's what we sang this morning in that song. Um, in, in teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. You know, it's a, it's a song that kind of addresses addiction in our life and those things that want to keep grabbing us back, keep grabbing us back. And we say, no, I'm going to go where the power is, and that's in my relationship with God. So if it's your temptation, confess that. Welcome God's power into your own life. And and just think about where am I tempted to bow down in my life to satisfy that craving for control and power? One more temptation, the third one, to jump from the temple. This is the temptation of popularity. You know, this represents our desire to be noticed or affirmed by others or have the approval of others. Can you imagine if Jesus had really done this? Like in an instant, he would have been Jesus Christ superstar, the absolute hero, instant Messiah. You know, no need to travel the dusty roads of Israel, healing lepers and hanging out with the poor and going places that nobody else wanted to go. He would have been a celebrity savior instantly. Had to... He had a bit of temptation to it. But Jesus, of course, soon would have crowds, you know, demanding his attention. People would fall at his feet in worship. The needy would be clamoring for his attention. The wealthy would be inviting him for dinner. He would have all that. See, the devil just assumes everybody thinks like we do and figured, well, he's motivated by pride. He wants that satisfaction of popularity. But Jesus is not motivated by that way. Jesus is motivated by compassion. Jesus wasn't seeking popularity or prestige or, you know, prominence of any kind for himself. He was there to please God, his father. And, and he doesn't function the way the devil thinks, right? Jesus reminded the devil, do, do not test the Lord your God. Why this verse? Why do not test the Lord your God? It's, it's that to test God is a challenge of egos. 
to say, I know better than you, God. I can do this. Oh yeah, God, let's just see you do this. It's a testing of God with my ego. It's, it's playing a game of chicken with God. And that never goes well. Everyone needs an affirmation, encouragement, approval. I get that. We all do. But you need to know that by your faith in Christ, you already have the affirmation and approval of the Father. Just as Jesus, when he was baptized, heard from the Father, you are my son and you I'm well pleased. And as Christie shared, you know, we are in Christ. We are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. That's your identity in Christ. Whether or not others approve of you or pat you on the back or applaud you in any way. And the, the devil didn't understand that Jesus had the Father's approval already. So I would say beware the temptation of popularity to show off or to be accepted by your peers because it's going to lead you to compromise uh, you know, what's true. And it's going to lead you to, to compromise who you are as a follower of Christ in order to please people, in order to kind of satisfy people who honestly have no power over your value or your worth, which is all in Christ already. So the, you know, the question is, can I reject the temptation of popularity? You know, and it comes in lots of different ways, doesn't it? Like I was, I was on a, I was actually on a flight yesterday and I had a book out and, and, and I've had to deal with this. Like, do I want people to see what I'm reading? You know, it's a, it's a Christian book or sometimes I have my Bible. Do I want people to see that I'm a Christ follower? Or do I want to be popular with this person? Like that thought comes in lots of different ways at lots of different times. And if you're, I mean, I'm just being honest. I think we all grapple with those things to say, I want to be approved by God. I already am. My worth's already in Him. So, you know, Jesus, the, Jesus' closest follower, John, years later he would write, Do not love this world or the things of this world. For when you love the world... You do not have the love of the Father in you. The world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Everything I own is fading away. I don't know about you. I'm in a spot right now where a bunch of stuff I have is like wearing out and breaking down. I'm like, Oh man, right? And if I buy all new stuff, guess what? Five or ten years from now, I'll be going through it all again. This world is fading away. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. What a promise. So every temptation you're going to face this week is about pride. It's about rebellion against God. Every temptation is either going to be a grab for self-fulfilling pleasure or power, popularity, Right? But God already has pleasure for you and He has pleasure in you. God has already made His power available to you and through you. God has already approved of you in Christ. He's, you're already popular with Him. He loves you. and You don't need it from others. Would you just bow with me in a word of prayer? God, we just want to thank You so much for Your Word and this reminder. Thank You for preserving this episode in the life of Jesus. Jesus, I thank You that You suffered everything that you suffered, that you you endured what you endured, and you were tempted the, all the ways that we're tempted. So you get it. You understand what we're going through. You can relate to everything that we experience. And God, I pray that even this week we would reject the devil's attempts at shortcuts and, and cheap imitations, and instead we would have eyes only for you. Make us strong in your word even this week, we pray. We love you, Lord.
We thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.